Hi, all my buddies, and welcome to the very first State of the Podblum Address. I, for my part, am America's rascal, old C.W. Hills, they call me. I am joined here by uh, Jasper, who is going to do his level best uh, to be a counterproductive distraction and bring the pace of this carefully planned escapade to a grinding halt. Uh, and so I suppose it could be said is, in fact, taking on the role of Casey, if only in a ceremonial sense. So, uh, you may have noticed there hasn't been a show for a couple of whiles now, two metric whiles. Yes, Jasper, thank you for rubbing on the microphone just as Daddy was trying to come up with the plural of whiles off the top of his dome piece. That was a fine distraction. Um, since the middle of December, our last episode with uh, Andrew Orsi, you know what? It was uh, it was impossible to top. It was much like Queen's Night at the Opera. We decided that there was no possible way to create an episode superior to that. And so we have burned all of our podcasting equipment. That's not true. I'm just vamping while I try to keep my cat from rubbing all over everything I own at the same time with his body that can expand as needed because cats is liquid. Uh, no, what's actually up is that we are having a little bit of personal legal trouble and not even in the way you'd think, which is me doing something stupid because I thought it would be funny and getting caught. No, what actually happened is uh, that Nick's identity got stolen. Just in case you didn't see uh, the updates on Twitter, he's posted a couple of uh, tweets and also a video from one of the video services that I'm too old to keep up with uh, talking about how his identity was stolen uh, much like the bear holding a shark stole everybody's baby back in the mid-2000s. And in the process of trying to get his identity back from the constables of California, uh, which is difficult to do when you live in Washington, um, they became convinced, for reasons of their own, that he was trying to steal his own identity. It's really a pretty wild ride, is the point. So, just to catch you all up, uh, Nick is headed down to California tomorrow, as of this recording, to try and reclaim his identity before God and country one and all and return his own and a free man. Uh, all of you who have seen his call for help and have uh, poured out your wallets and also your heart wallets, um, all of you who bought prints or mugs or notebooks, I actually bought a print myself, uh, one of Nick's prints from Redbubble. I, you know what, I had listed that I was going to plug his uh, Redbubble at the end, but you know what, it would appear that my mind had other plans in itself. Uh, yeah, you can go to Nick's Redbubble, you can go to his um, Twitter at Wayfarers underscore all, there's a link to his Redbubble. He's got real good pictures, I bought one myself. It is of a, a mysterious hole that is overgrown with ivy and mosses. It looks like a slice out of a Studio Ghibli brung to the very real life. I would be looking at it on me wall right now, but I thought I had the right size frame and absolutely do not. Because, as we say at the beginning of every meeting of Monstrosos Anonymosos, yo soy un monstroso. So that's what's up. Uh, if you would like to contribute to Nick's efforts to reclaim his identity in the eyes of the law, which, Jesus... Uh, feel free to buy some of his great art, or honestly, if you're just in the market for great art, um, I'll post a picture once I have a frame of appropriate size to frame mine up there. So, uh, the problem is very definitely still here, which is what this uh, run-on sentence was originally intended to convey to you folks. We are definitely not going anywhere. This is not the kind of hiatus where we're having creative differences or scheduling problems. I mean, we always have scheduling problems, but that's the nature of being a podcaster. So, no, don't you worry about it. Um, the Valley of... Hi, Jasper. You have something to say to the folks at home?
So the uh, Valley of Fear is definitely forthcoming. Um, we're going to get back on track just as soon as we are able. And just as soon as Nick has convinced me he is who he says he is to my satisfaction. And I've turned off the alarm that's going off on my phone. So let's go over the list here. What's up with the show? Yup, reassure. Yup. Oh, yeah. Um, If you are hurting for some content, you could certainly do worse than to go listen to uh, the D&D podcast, Dice and Virtue, which is run by our good buddy Dylan, who you may remember from our episode about the five orange pips. And wherein uh, myself and our pal Christina play a couple of goofuses no matter which season you listen to. Um, just It's just a variation in the type of goofus. The goofus subspecies does, does vary according to time and to place and the whim of the willows. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. You can go listen to that. We goof around over there. And also, uh, you know who just this very day launched their Patreon? Good game, great game. The very podcast from which we know our good buddy Andrew Orsi from last time. So you can go over to Patreon if you'd like and uh, support them at whatever dollar amount you feel comfortable doing so if you want to support their good good work talking about video games the instant that news dropped on twitter it was an arms race my friends between me and a guy called andrew starfish who i think we're both kind of secretly competing for like the good game great game favorite boy best internet friend award and that guy's gonna win just because he seems to have uh like an ability to know when things are going on over there. He's, he seems to be keyed into it on like a fundamental physical level. I don't know what's going on, but he's, he's going to win, but I'm pretty sure we were the first two patrons and I feel pretty good about that. So go support good game. Great game. If you'd like. So that is all the news that's fit to pod. And I thought that in lieu of uh completely just depriving you folks of uh, content this week, I would tell you guys about what I am reading in a new segment I uh, would like to call Jasper, so help me God if you just deleted this recording. No, we're still good? Okay. Uh, in a little segment I like to call Pods and Ends, just because I know it'll make some of you very angry. So, um, I like to keep several books going at once just, you know, because you're, you're in the mood for different stuff sometimes, right? Ain't no sin. Ain't no crime. Not since it was decriminalized in 1956 to read more than one books at once, provided you had the appropriate license to do so. So, presently, uh, Chris Daly, I'm very sorry to do this to you, old man. I know your book budget and your book time budget is stretched to breaking already, but let me tell you about a little series called Merkabah Rider. That is M-E-R-K-A-B-A-H, writer. You like weird westerns? Sure you do. Do you like weird westerns with a Jewish man named Ryder? That's not his name. The name is a secret because it'll protect him to keep a secret from his foes. Who is a Hasidic gunslinger with an enchanted six-shooter and spyglass. Not spyglasses. What do you call them? Like bitchin', really blue bitchin', like blue sunglasses that have Solomonic seals impressed and ground on them to let him see the monsters. Again, vamping because my cat is ruining everything. Hi, Jasper. Uh, anyway, it's about a Hasidic Jew riding through the Old West on a quest to find his master who uh, betrayed their order. Does he meet monsters on the way? You bet they do. Are some of them human? You bet they are. Uh, I'm in the second entry right now. The first entry is called High Plains Drifter. Uh, the second is called The Mensch With No Name. And the third is called Have Glyphs Will Travel. And I forget what the fourth one is called because the Kindle reissue hasn't happened yet. That's another thing. I've actually been uh, keeping my eye on these books for probably close to six years now. They're by a gentleman called Edward M. Erdelac, E-E-R-D-E-L-A-C, if you like. 
um, and they were out of print, as in only paperback copies on Amazon, and they were $400 for like five or six years. So he recently started reissuing them on Kindle for hella reasonable prices. So if you want to get some weird westerns going, if you're a sucker for religion is magic the way I am, if you're a sucker for Judaism the way I am, and what, to my ability to discern, appears to be some pretty well-researched and respectful Judaism as well, uh, and theologically accurate, give it a try. Merkabah Writer. Uh, I'm in the second volume right now, even as my cat knocks dice off. Uh, and in the second volume, oh boy, it would appear that there's some Lovecraftian nonsense going on. So maybe there are more sides than just the upper and the lower in this heavenly spiritual war. Uh, also, I am listening to the novelization, the audiobook of the novelization of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. It is not very good, but you know what it does have? Big monsters. So if you want big monsters in your life, if you want Jasper to knock uh, dice and other counter tokens off of your table while you're trying to give the nice folks an update about what books you're reading, it's what is for you. If you want big monsters, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, read it. It's pretty good. Uh, the one I'm really excited about is called Code Girls by Liza Mundy. And I probably should have had this information up before I started recording, but you know what? I'm going to pull it up right now. Let's see here. Gonna pull up me Kindle app, even as Jasper knocks my D4 around like Satan's own plaything. No, go to the thing. Actually, you know what? I could just be quiet, couldn't I? I could just be quiet, and then nobody would have to hear this because I could just cut it out. But I think we all know that's how, that's not how that's gonna work. Code girls. Depeche Mode girls. Rocky Road girls. Code Girls by Liza Mundy, M-U-N-D-Y. So I don't read a lot of nonfiction, but this is a look at how the entire U.S. cryptonological and code-breaking apparatus in World War II was almost entirely composed of women for a good piece of time. Uh, I got some numbers here from a quote in the book. <clears throat> On the eve of Pearl Harbor, the U.S. Army had 181 people working in its small, highly secret code-breaking office in downtown Washington. By 1945, nearly 8,000 people would be working stateside for the Army's massive code-breaking operation at a much-expanded suburban Virginia venue called Arlington Hall, with another 2,500 serving in the field. Of the entire group, some 7,000 were women. This means that of the Army's 10,500-person-strong code-breaking force, nearly 70% was female. Listener, are you wondering why the crap you've never heard about this? Yeah, me too. Turns out it's because uh, misogyny and erasing the historical accomplishments and significance of women is pretty ingrained in American culture and record-keeping. So there's that. Uh, anyway, Code Girls. It's thick. It is uh, nonfiction, so it's a little dry, and it's taken me a while to get through it, but it's really interesting shit. Check it out. Uh, I am also reading Shogun by James Clavell, which I've tried to read a number of times. It's very good. It's very thick. It is about a Dutch ship's captain who lands in the Japans in the 1600s, and it is equal parts vicious cutthroat political drama and comedy of customs wherein the Dutchmen and the Japanese horrify each other by bathing and cooking meat respectively. So it's pretty good. You know, I'm a sucker for a comedy of customs. I don't know how well researched or respectful it is to the peoples of Japan. I really hope that it is not a gross uh, misrepresentation of their ways and history. I know it's fairly well loved historically. Anyway, Shogun, it's pretty good.
And finally, books-wise, I am reading Gideon the Ninth by Tamsin Muir, M-U-I-R. I sure hope I pronounced that right. So, for me, sci-fantasy is usually the chocolate and the peanut butter that should not have been made into a cup. I generally like those two great tastes tasting separately. Uh, but with this book, it turns out I don't know what the hell I like because I'm an idiot, but whatever I like, it's this. Um, Gideon the Ninth is difficult to describe. The main character, Gideon, is a badass, very gay young woman who is equally at home with sword and blaster. Uh, she is the protege of a planet that seems entirely dedicated to the chthonic and funerary arts. There's a lot of bone motifs. Actually, I don't even know what I mean by that click-click. There's I, The innuendo is not even that subtle. Anyway, if you are into uh, what I understand is popularly called queer, uh, I don't mean to misappropriate that term. I've just seen it bandied about a lot in a positive sense with these. Uh, it is a very queer book. It is a very good book full of adventures and space and battles, uh, but it's sci-fantasy and it's good stuff. Um... I don't know. I lost where I was going with Gideon the Ninth. Check out Gideon the Ninth if you like sword fights and also uh, really hilarious writing and also courtly mannerisms and etiquette, but also people scoffing at them is good shit. Um, I hope y'all didn't feel like I was wasting your time just talking about the stuff I've been enjoying lately. I just thought you guys might like to hear about it. I'd like to hear about what you're enjoying. So let me know what you're reading. Let me know what you're watching. Let me know what you're listening to. And uh, hopefully the podlum will be back on track very soon. Again, thank you all for your love and your support and your patience. There's this fear as a podcaster that if you don't regularly produce stuff that your listening audience is just going to go, Well, delete! What have they done for me lately? And we know that's not how it works. At worst, you would simply forget we were on your feed. And then when a new one popped up, you'd be like, oh, shit, yeah, the pod loves back. So we're not that worried about it. But it is very reassuring uh, to have all of your love and support, especially for Nick, who, like, like, for everybody on the outside, this is a wild story about a dude who got his identity stolen and then got accused of stealing the identity that was stolen from him. But, like, this has kind of turned his life upside down. Um, so, please, if, you, if you're if you able to help Nick out with the purchase of a really bitchin' print or something like that, we we would please ask you to. Um, um, so, until then, all our buddies, again, we thank you for uh, all of your support. We'll be back just as quickly as we are able, and I think it's a good thing I'm wrapping up because Jasper has just realized that dangling from this question mark box uh, lamp I have on my desk is a little Super Mario pull chain, and good God, he is going to tear that thing to shreds. All right, well, uh, bye, all our buddies. As always, you can find us at um, The Final Podlum. You can find me at Hotel Theotokos. You can find Nick at Wayfarers underscore all, and we would love to hear from you. Until then... Have a great day. Be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. And please don't sue me, Jerry Springer. All right. Bye, all our buddies. We love you.